0: Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids, because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And we're here together solo show today to catch up. We have lots going on in our personal lives as mothers and we kind of want to <laughs> catch up with each other and with all of you and and talk about it. Um, so what's been going on, Brit? Um, Well, I'm excited to be back doing a
1: solo. I feel like we haven't in a minute.
0: And I feel like we say always... that every time too. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what it is? I feel like we were doing them like twice a week. Yeah. And we moved to doing them every other week.
0: Right. So it just always feels
1: like it's been forever. And I feel like, like, it's like in mom life, time. so much happens. Like especially in the first year, like what two weeks – what difference two weeks makes.
0: Truly. Like you're in a different headspace. <laughs>
1: Literally. <laughs> like Literally. a different life. Your baby's different. Yeah. <laughs> Actually though, I mean I feel like – well, one of the things we definitely – I would love to talk about today is Oliver's tonsil and adenoid surgery. But before
0: we get to that, I want to yes. know what,
1: what's going on with you and Mila.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to hear everything that happened. And I'm glad also that he – everything was okay right after. He seemed he seemed okay. <laughs> he's no, his picks. He's great okay, now. Good. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Ugh, literally, I don't – like it's been, I don't even know how long it's been. Like I've had seven hundred ups and downs. Um, I uh, right now I'm currently at a medium, and <laughs> I'm in the mid level. Like right. Mila was sick for two weeks. Basically, she had like this stomach bug, and I was freak. It was just all of the things. And then I it, they still found like some blood in her stool, and then I had to quickly get her to a GI, and then I had to get her. An- allergy test and I don't like feel like sharing her results only because I don't know she's getting older and it's like her private information and she's a human being I don't know I feel weird about it but like she has some like allergies that I didn't know about and so now Mm -hmm. I'm going to an allergist that you told me about tomorrow and and he's great it's just like a fucking whirlwind she's okay she's like totally fine but like my answers are not I'm not getting my answers like it doesn't Mm -hmm. solve like these these like other a- allergies, whether they're like gonna last or not last, right? Like they don't answer my question of whether she has a milk protein. It was just there was just, and then you don't really get really good answers from GIs because they're like the range of normal is so large, right? Um, and so I'm like, like, but she's okay. But I start to like I'm a worrier. You like you know that, and I know that worrying yeah. does not help. So I'm trying not to, but like I I just get this like ner- – these nerves like bubbling inside of me. I'm like, what if there's something worse going on? And of you course. Know, but- and then like also like with anxiety, you're
1: always just like – I mean me personally, like I always just think the absolute worst scenario. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is it's probably just that. She just has these specific allergies and yeah. the allergist is going to tell you – How to deal with it and more information about it. And that's really probably what it is. But as a mother, it's Mm -hmm. you tend to just like spiral, like you're totally spiraling.
0: That said, though, I'm working, I'm trying really hard not to spiral and just seeing like, okay, just have to get to like, we have another appointment and then we have our eight month appointment. She's turning eight months tomorrow and we have an eight month appointment this this Saturday. And it's just like one little thing at a time. And like, she's okay. She's eating now. There was like a whole week where she just didn't want to eat and I was – she didn't want to – it was really just – I was on the ground basically. It was awful. Right. And – but now she's okay and she's like all happy and – you know, I wanted to ask you this question. You know how like <laughs> they like have more personalities as they get to like eight months and nine months Yeah. i she's so silly. Like, she's so goofy. And then I was thinking, like, do all parents just think that their kid is just, like, the silliest? Yes. <laughs> like, do you, like, you think, like, oh, Jack and Oliver, you guys are the silliest. No kid is sillier than you.
1: Obviously. Like, it's, it, you just always think that your kid is, like, the best, the cutest, the silliest, the, the funniest, silliest. the smartest. Like, there's no one sillier. <laughs> I mean, like that's the best. Like, you are Mila's biggest advocate. And you always
0: will be, and this I'm is where her it number starts. One fan, yeah, she's she's just like the silliest kid. Like I was like so everyone, cute, everyone must think that their kid is silly though. So and silly is just like such a funny word. But isn't it the best to finally see your kids'
1: personalities and like you're you're kind of like oh or like who are they acting like or what are, like or like insight more into like how maybe they'll be when they're older? And I know, just like, yeah, it's just weird and it's really fun.
0: It is fun, but, like, I don't know what's baby and, like, what's personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. No,
1: but it's all personality because not all babies are the same.
0: No, you've been in, a, like, what's a baby mannerism? Or, like, you know, like how everybody thinks their kid is silly. Like, I feel like being silly is, like, a baby thing.
1: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I actually disagree with that. I think that's part of your personality. I think there are babies that aren't silly.
0: Oh, Okay. So you don't think that all everyone thinks that their kid is silly. I mean, maybe
1: their maybe their parents think they're silly, but like when you're with <laughs> other babies, you're just... like, "That kid's not that silly. My
0: kid is sillier." Okay, like she is so ridiculously silly. <laughs> She's just like bobbling her head left and right all the time, like just like making funny faces and smile. Like that sounds like a, just a kid, though. So I don't know, but I love it. I love. I started. I oh, I took her to a music class. Oh, and, how was uh, that? It was your first music class. It was great. It was also that this was one of those things where I, like got to see her personality. Like, right? She takes she takes she takes in like the new like very mm-hmm. quietly, and I'm like waiting for her to cry, but she didn't. <laughs> and like she got like a little shaky toy, and then she like then she started like really getting into it, and like was la- like then she was like the most vocal kid there. It was very. It was awesome. I haven't gone That's back yet amazing. because of the holidays, but Right. Um it was great. The only thing that I am very annoyed about is that I have now been playing Bruno like every day and I go to sleep and w- I wake up with the song in my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, I've literally been singing Bruno since it came out on Disney however many <laughs> months ago.
0: It's in it's in my head right now. <laughs> I know. If you guys could hear so in my good. head, it's just going. It's very, it's a lot, but that's that's what's going on. We're figuring things out. We're okay.
1: Well, I'm sorry you went through all that. That's like a lot um, to go through. Also, as like a new mom, when like you haven't experienced any of these things before, yeah. But you'll, you're doing the like right
0: thing. Yeah, Yeah, like you're doing the right
1: things. You experience – like everybody experiences different things. But I feel like these like allergies and gastro issues are so common. And you're doing – you're taking the right steps. You're calling the right doctors. And you're trying to stay calm. And you'll get answers. And it's all going to be more than fine. It's going to be so fine.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. No, I feel – it just feels like the worst in that moment, especially it's the first thing you've ever experienced. And you think that your kid is so delicate and like – every every situation is an emergency you know in your head but it was funny because my dad was asking me how I was feeling and I was like I'm just like you know like stressed about Mila he's like "Alien, you're 33 years old and I'm always still stressed about you like it doesn't go away welcome to your new life I was like (laughs) okay pretty much so um pretty much that's (laughs) that's that's that that's that on that Okay, so I want to hear everything about Oliver. La- Look, we spoke after he had a surgery, but before yes. that we also chatted and you were like particularly anxious <laughs> going yes. into it. Do you want to give like sort of the, the context of the situation and kind of ha- what happened
1: and how yes. you're feeling about
0: it? Yeah,
1: so just quick background. Oliver had his tonsils and his adenoids out. Just ever since he was a baby, he had a lot of like – ENT issues like chronic ear infections and then the ENT was like his tonsils and adenoids are ginormous um he was having issues um breathing properly he was like a mouth breather snoring really loud mild sleep apnea part of the reason that he would choke so often was after mm-hmm. I, I know I told that story it also happened two more times after that so like but the reason why that all happened is because because he couldn't breathe properly. He while he would be chewing, he couldn't breathe out of his nose basically. So, so it he was tried all connected. to breathe out of
0: his mouth and yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So it's just all connected. So basically we knew that this was always going to be a thing, but our doctor wanted to wait until he was at least three years old. And then I was just kind of putting it off. Um, and then we finally made it and I was freaking out. Um, I think as anybody would sending their kid into surgery as minor as this was. Like this was at an outpatient facility and I can't even imagine like I my heart is with everybody who ever has to deal with anything like beyond yeah. this. This is so minor. Um, but never dealing with this before, I was just – and as somebody with crazy anxiety, I tend to spiral on every aspect thinking that the worst thing is going to happen. So no, yeah. but it ended up being like so easy. Um, he couldn't eat or drink in the morning and his appointment he wasn't going into surgery until 920. So like I was super anxious about that because a three and a half year old wakes up at six in the morning and they're starving and yeah. I can't give him food. So um how did you deal with that? I honestly I, I so I guess backing backtracking a little bit before the surgery, um, I had bought a bunch of books to read him. And one of the books, I don't know if I said this on the last chat that we had, but one of the books that I found on Amazon was Ali Gets His Tonsils Out,
0: No, which is that's perfect. so
1: perfect. So we read that book and he really uh, – the first time we read it and the first time I told him about it, I waited until a week before the surgery to tell him that he was getting the surgery because he's at the age where – He understands to an extent, like he doesn't know what surgery means, but he knows that he's going into a doctor's office. He knows that something is going to happen. Like I need to explain it all to him in three-year-old terms, but I can't just not say anything. So I I explained to him, you know, he has, um, I was like, you know how you always have trouble breathing and you don't sleep well at night and you choke on your food. And he was like, yeah, yeah, my throat is scratchy. I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, well, we're going to fix that. And the doctor is going to make you feel all better. So we're going to go into a doctor's office and you're going to see a lot of doctors and nurses. And then they're going to put a special superhero mask on your face.
0: And yeah, you're right. going to take
1: a really good nap. You're going to feel <laughs> so good when you wake up. It's going to be the best nap ever. But when you wake up, your throat might feel a little sore. But you know what's great? You're going to get. So many ice pops. I'm like, <laughs> this is basically how I explained it to him.
0: Yeah. I understand. That sounds uh, like I'd sign up. <laughs>
1: yeah. So like he was like, and I was focusing on like, he was like, okay, ice pops. Like, and I was like, and you know what else? You're going to get so many presents, like beyond, <laughs> like crazy amount of presents, Hanukkah status. And um, he was very into that, obviously.
0: Obviously. Um.
1: So… He so we get there he was like kind of excited excited he was a little nervous but I have pictures of him which like makes me feel kind of bad because he's sitting on the bed and he has like this big smile on his face oh. and I just like I feel horrible because he has no idea what's about to happen yeah but it was super fast we were able to do- dodge the whole hunger thing because i had told him that he wasn't able to eat or drink when he woke up in the morning and so he knew he, he remembered um he kept asking but we kept ignoring it we kept keeping him busy um and honestly the whole thing was really quick uh, one parent got to go in the back when they put the mask on so noah went back and when he came back into the room He lost it. Like, he was, like, not okay. This was, like, right after – Noah. Yeah. He was, like, that is an image I would pay money to have erased from my mind. And I was just – I felt horrible. Um, And this was, like, right after me and you were texting. Um, Mm -hmm. Aileen had texted me, like, asking how I was doing. I was not okay. And at that point, I was sitting in the room alone because Noah was in the back with Oliver. And I had to take half his annex. Because I just yeah. and mind you, I'm pres- I'm prescribed Xanax and I'm scared to take them, but yeah. I'll take them if it's in a situation where like- yeah, you
0: when you, you have know, severe anxiety yeah
1: yeah like once or twice a year and this was that moment, um, which definitely helped a lot and um so Noah came back he was like not okay he then like went out got us coffee and came back and five minutes later Oliver they were wheeling Oliver back it was like. Seventeen minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, it was, and they told us it would be up to an hour.
0: Oh wow! Okay, wow, that's so, quick.
1: Yeah. So, like during those seventeen minutes, I was just honest. I brought my computer with me. I was like, I'm gonna do some work, and <laughs> I like, I don't even know. I, I compl- honestly completely you blacked out. out. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what I did. Um, and then <laughs> he. But the really sad part is, so he's still sleeping when they bring him back. And they have to put like a little, um, like a, a bite, like it looks like almost like a big pacifier in his mouth, just to keep his mouth open to breathe. And the, the mask was still on his face, and he was all wrapped up like a cocoon in a blanket. Oh, poor and baby. it was so sad, but like, oh. and they were like, all right, well, like he'll spit the thing out when he like wakes up, and he might be a little groggy. They had a wrap, um, a bandage around his arm with the ivy. And mm-hmm. um, she said, usually that's what kids freak out about is the IV in their arm. So he woke up like 20 minutes later and he was freaking out. He's like, I want to go home. I want to go home. Like hysterical crying. I felt so bad. It was horrible. But I was just also so happy to see that he was awake.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long did he have to stay at the outpatient after for recovery? Two hours. Okay.
1: So it wasn't bad. And also, I know this is irrational, but my biggest fear was the anesthesia. Just because, yeah. again, like my mind goes to worst case scenario. And like, even though they yeah. they, te- they do like pre-op testing to make sure that you'll be okay on anesthesia and everything like that. And he did all that. Um, but I was just, I had like said to the doctor, I was like, I just want him to wake up. I just want him to wake up. And the doctor was like, He's going to wake up.
0: Wake, <laughs> yeah, yeah, relax.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, right. So I was just happy to see when he woke up. And then like after he f- had his minor freak out, he had his ice pops and we got in the car two hours later and he goes, that wasn't so bad.
0: No way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after all that, I'm like, well, it was quite the roller coaster for mommy and daddy. <laughs> um.
0: Oh, it wasn't so bad.
1: That's really sweet. That wasn't so bad. I mean, he was still high on all the drugs.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: then what? So then what? How did? um, How's he doing now? So now, so the doctor said it would be about a ten day recovery. Day eight, he would be back to himself, but like he couldn't actually do anything till ten days. Um, And he was right; like he spiked a little bit of a fever through it. Like the first day, the next, like the next day, that after the surgery, he wouldn't talk. He would only make noises to communicate with us. So like he was in like serious pain. I was just rotating Motrin and Tylenol like around the clock. I was actually – so Rachel, who we work with, she – two of her kids had their tonsils and adenoids out. So she's like a pro at this. Oh, wow. So – and like the one thing she said to me was like, don't be scared to just keep him on the Tylenol and Motrin because once it's out of their system, it's just – it's out and, and they're going to be miserable. Like, it's just keep them on the tunnel. Yeah. So I did, and he was fine. Um, and I slept with him for the first three nights just because, like, I wouldn't be able to sleep at all if I wasn't in the same room as him.
0: Yeah. And
1: And um, he, he recovered really well. We had his post-op appointment yesterday, and he went back to school yesterday. And… Um, Yeah, like I'm so glad, but his voice changed. Like it's like a little higher now and it's so weird. It took like a minute to get used to because he always had this like Like knees voice. voice. Yeah, Yeah. and now it's
0: very clear and high. Can he like breathe better? Like is it? Yes. Are all of his like sort of the reasons or the issues that he was dealing with like better? Yeah,
1: so he, when we put him to sleep now, Like, we stay in his room and, like, rub his back until he falls asleep. And I don't know if he fell asleep. I have to, like, look because it's silent. Like, not a smidgen of sound. Completely silent.
0: Because you're usually hearing, like,
1: like that? Oh, he would snore like a 65-year-old man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so I would hear him up the stairs in my own bedroom. Like, he's… Oh, my God. Yeah, so loud. And now he can't hear anything.
0: That's… Amazing.
1: Yeah. And yesterday I was like, when we were on our way to the doctor, I was like, like how are you feeling? Like, how is everything? He was like, good. My throat isn't scratchy anymore. Oh. And, and like, I thought that was just like, he never really like fully articulated if he was uncomfortable because I don't think he knew that he Any wasn't different. comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so glad that we did it. Best decision we ever made. Um. It needed to be done.
0: Does he so. eat better? Like, does is the process of experience of eating a little bit better? Like, less of a struggle?
1: I guess so. Like, I I, I mean, knock on wood, we haven't had any incidences. Yeah, and, like, I wood. feel more confident now that he's able to breathe so he's eating better.
0: Right. That's great. Yeah. And, so. like, it's so nice to hear, like, think of, I mean he was able to get through this and like you both you i mean obviously know it too but like you yeah. as parents and him as the patient like feel like that you can get through the another thing that happens whether it's just he has a bad fever or whatever it's sort, sort of like or str- like you, you you went through this thing and you saw that like you had all this anxiety and then like you can hear him being like oh that wasn't so bad like he experienced like something and he's feeling better now after you did like this kind of really hard thing, emotionally hard thing. Yeah. So that's that's like a good kind of learning experience, I, I guess, like our parenting learning experience, especially we parents with anxieties.
1: So. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. It was definitely a learning experience. It was definitely um, chal- a challenge. That yeah, um, you you know that helped us all, but um, it was definitely just it you know because like as parents, like especially with an elective surgery, you don't yeah. know like okay like am I making the right decision putting my child through this and to like know that you did the right thing just like feels so much better knowing that, mm-hmm. you, and like I had my tonsils out when I was his age. I had my tonsils and oh. it's out, so like at his age. At his exact age. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So like I guess it felt less foreign to me to do it because like my parents made that decision for me. Yeah. Even though like I don't know what it would be like to live with them because <laughs> I don't right. remember having them. But um, I think that I was like thinking about that actually. Like if I didn't have my tonsils and adenoids out, would I feel so comfortable doing it for Oliver? Mm-hmm. But either way right. it worked
0: out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. I'm so glad he's feeling better. Yeah, thank and you. he said that it wasn't so bad. Like that's so cute and like such a gov- kind of a deflating moment, you know, like things yeah. are sort of a little bit like less pressurized. It's like and, a little, like yeah. the balloon is deflated and it's like, okay, we got through this. Now we just have to get through the recovery. Right. And right. that's, that's must've been so hard. So I'm yeah. proud of you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It, I'm, I'm glad we got through it. I'm glad that it's over. Yeah. And on to the next
0: thing. <laughs> on to the next. <laughs> on to the next thing. Um. So, what, so he's eating just – he was loving all the ice pops. Is he like now asking for more ice pops now that <laughs> – I thought it was going to be worse. So he
1: was eating literally just like ice pops 24-7. I just like wouldn't – he actually – every single – he wouldn't take his medicine until he had an ice pop because it hurt <laughs> him to take the medicine at two – I think it was like the second or third night. He um, at like I would wake him up to give him medicine because I didn't want it to wear off, and he was getting fevers the first couple of nights. So, and I accidentally bought the Tylenol with the red dye in it, and I always get the dye free ones. So, at whatever time it was, like two in the morning, I went to give it to him, and he spit the whole thing out—red dye all over my white comforter. Oh. God, and that was a trying moment. <laughs> um. Oh and, yeah, God, it did it like, come out? Nah, okay. <laughs> it did come out. Thank God. Um. We like <laughs> literally. No, I'm literally trying to get the medicine down Oliver's throat. Noah's taking the duvet. The comforter duvet off of apart, the duvet. Yeah. yeah. Like this like literally he's like taking this stained stick and like rubbing it all over the comforter. I'm like, oh my God. Um,
0: if it was if it was rusty, like I would he would start instead of the stained stick, he would I would be stressed out because he would be getting like probably a paper towel with water and rubbing it in further. <laughs> and I'd be like, No, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I imagine the I have to like deal with what my husband is going to do incorrectly about taking the right. stain out and then also <laughs> making sure my kid's okay. Right. But I'm glad that Noah knew what to do in that moment. He
1: knew what to do. And <laughs> I went out the next day and I bought Tylenol
0: that was dye free. Great tip because I didn't know that existed. I don't, I only, yeah. only tried like the baby grape flavored one. I don't, it's it's like light purple.
1: Yeah. Get so, dye
0: free. Is uh, I is, uh, I don't use but, children's though because I use like the baby, infant kind. So actually,
1: I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving medical advice, but this is just what my doctor told me. Um, yeah. She was like, don't waste your money on infant like Tylenol because it's the same as children's. And since I'm already buying children, she's like, you don't need to buy children's and infants. She's like, buy children's and here's the dose for a baby for, for baby."
0: Interesting,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, and actually, if, I think if you like even look, it's like the same It's the amount. same like uh, amount, yeah. Whatever it is,
0: yeah.
1: <sighs> um, but sense. yeah, so get the dye free because also in general, I think like the whole thing with dyes is like whatever, all that. And yeah. in, if like your child is spitting it out, you don't have to worry about it staining anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, we learned the hard way on that one.
0: All right, Brittany, I think it's time for Am I a Momster? Um, Guys, this is our segment where we read an email from one of you. You submitted a question about if you're justified in how you're feeling or are you just being a momster? Um, So we're going to read this and give our thoughts, questions, and concerns. Okay, I love
1: this segment. I think it is so fun. Dear Brittany and Aileen, I've got an, am I a momster question for both of you in regards to my mother-in-law, my husband and I just had our first baby in January, although my mother-in-law means well, and she didn't have her parents around to be grandparents to my husband and his sister. So she's learning what being, being a grandparent means. She is totally overbearing and I'm starting to set restrictive boundaries with her. She saw my son every week for the first eight weeks of his life and still made side comments when she held him like, you don't know me yet, but hopefully you will soon because she didn't think she saw him enough. She cried to my husband about us giving him formula when I couldn't breastfeed as if that wasn't emotional enough for me to begin with and I didn't already feel like a failure. That one is rough. On top of that, on a family vacation last year, she told my sister in law that grandparents have rights and they could get the courts involved if they didn't see my niece and nephew enough. And that was her own daughter. So my question is: Am I a momster for setting a lot of restrictions with her right off the bat? I don't want to keep my son from her, but I don't want to be there, But I don't want there being any confusion about who his parents are and what her role is in his life.
0: Ooh. This is a rough grandma. <laughs> oh, the mother-in-laws. The mother-in-laws. Can you can I, you imagine a, a mother-in-law saying to her own, like you witnessing her saying to her own daughter, like grandparents have rights so they can get the courts involved if they didn't see her niece and nephew enough? Like, that's I would bonkers. literally be like. Like slowly backing up. Green. Like, yeah. <laughs> like sleuth backwards. <laughs> yeah, no. Are you being a monster? Um I don't think so. Okay, no well, no. But at, at the same time, like we don't know grandma's like this is one side of a story. Right. And from your perspective of what you're telling us about grandma, she seems like a little uh, what's the word here? Um, not, she's, she's
1: overstepping. She's overstepping. I overstepping like that. Yeah. The crying about the breastfeeding, like that is a no, no. Like that is, I, I'm hoping your husband shut that one down real fast. That is so mean. Yeah. That's horrible. I'm sorry that that, that happened.
0: Like, you know, I have experience with a mom that's very opinionated. She means very well. She's a wonderful mother. She just thinks, you know, she knows sometimes. And I have actually gone and I've, and it's been hard. And sometimes she does know better, but like I've gotten to the point where I have learned to say, hey, like you need to realize I'm the parent, mm-hmm. my kid, my rules. Mm-hmm. I love you. I respect your opinions. But like the, when you share them, it makes me feel like I'm being a bad mom. And you don't right. trust me, and I then get mad at you for that. So, if we want to have this great relationship, which we have, that needs to be the way we go. You can't question my shit. <laughs> and if I say I'm X, if I say Y, if I say I'm uncomfortable, or if I say I want to be home by XYZ, whatever, just listen, don't question it, and whatever. Right. So, like, you're definitely, I think, not a monster to put restrictions or boundaries around what you are comfortable with as, as a mom. Because I think they get, they must get really, they feel probably defensive that they they are now like in this grandma position that they have to like this new role for them where they're mm-hmm. like have to perform in some new way mm-hmm. and, and like maybe teach their kid about how to be a good parent, which I get. Right. But like. You know, that doesn't work most of the time. <laughs> right. And you have you, yeah, you just have to kind of sh- say, like, you have to trust me. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good point. Just saying, and and also I think there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries. And if you're not comfortable being the one to actually verbalize that, that's where your husband comes in. Like your husband's yeah. parents, like your husband right. has that conversation, and like hoping that you both are on the same page with that. And like, you're not saying you can't be a part of my child's life. You're just saying, I need my space sometimes. Like, it sounds like you're being pretty generous with the amount of time that she gets to be with her. And, you know, like you're going to be living – a lot more of your life hopefully with your child's grandparents and you need to you can't get to a point where they're like 5 years old and you've just lost it and your relationships are just out the window because you didn't set boundaries from the beginning. Right. Totally. So, it might be a exactly. hard conversation now, but it'll be worth it in the long run. As well, and I just think it's about choosing your words and making it not making it be like you can't see them. It's just like, you know, like I need my space sometimes.
0: I also think that's a great point. And also it's difficult because it's the mother-in-law. Like it's not your mother. Right. So right. it's different. Um, and definitely that's where the husband comes or like your partner comes in. Um, the other thing that's challenging is like to – this person is going to continue to make comments or have emotional responses to all of the things. Like, oh, we're saying yes. things to the kid like you don't know me yet, but – so you have to like kind of some things have to just have to learn how to just like not let them like penetrate your your like protective barrier of like emotions. <laughs> Big time. Like you have your protective <laughs> barrier. If they if she says stuff that like aren't isn't necessarily like harmful for the child to hear, then like guilty shit. Like then you just kind of, oh, it bounced off. It bounced off my protective barrier. <laughs> I don't let it in. It's just she is the way she is. She's And the more that I train her, the the better she'll, the she, she when I don't give her a reaction, she's not going to continue doing that over a very long period of time. However, if she starts to say stuff where it's like, you don't know me yet, but hopefully you will soon, and then she'll start being like, oh, your mom doesn't let me. Right. So if she ever says shit like that, Right? that is when you intervene and you, have to shut it down that's because toxic. you don't want like that is that that's a that's not only are you she is the she is the grand you're the one who needs to <laughs> shut that down um you're that's you're completely like justified and yes that's that's all I have to say about that because I
1: totally agree with that a hundred percent and from experience like to what Aileen is saying like just don't – just ignore the comments. Unless, unless they're toxic, ignore the comments. It'll just it'll imagine, make you a lot
0: happier of a person. <laughs> imagine yourself in this like, – like your bubble boy. Like you're in this bubble <laughs> and like you have this barrier and like she'll just like say things and they just bounce right off. Like they don't even – you don't even – you hear them like, oh, what's that noise? Right. Yeah. That sounds like noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just let it bounce off. <laughs> It doesn't get into your bubble. <laughs> no. Because she no. is dealing with her own shit. And, and you can engage in conversations that you feel comfortable in. And that is it. And it is all very, it's all much easier said than done. Just it takes right? practice. Brittany, you and I know like it, <laughs> it takes practice. It, it takes practice. Um, but guys, I hope you like that. Email us moms at betches.com to or DM us at betches moms. Your submissions for "Am I a Monster"? We love this segment because I like to hear that, like, I like to hear that I am not alone in my like things that I think I'm going to be a monster for. Same. You know what I mean? Same. Selfishly, it makes me feel selfishly better <laughs> <laughs> selfishly it makes me feel better. But it hopefully <laughs> makes you guys feel better. Like, it means that not only are we not alone, but all of us are sort of feeling the same things. Also, the thing about this mother-in-law, or this m- grandparent, like like dynamics is that they probably felt the exact same shit with their parents right like I think about that a lot and I'm like what was it like for my mom or my husband's parents like with their parents I'm sure they were even more involved Mm -hmm. like in their so it's like sort of they're trying to figure out where where this new place is with like our generation being a lot more independent I think and it's probably different difficult for them so like if there was any like maybe perspective. That's that's how I sometimes think about it, so I don't take it so personally.
1: Right. Um, and I, I would, would imagine that like a lot of people in our generation feel that because like the way we parent is so different than it's ever been because now there's like gentle parenting and baby-led weaning and – There's like uh, a thing like, for everything. <laughs> and like bedtimes and like <laughs> sleep training and just like things. Whatever training, yeah, natural, whatever, and just like all these things, like we have, you know, we have bath time, we have the bedtime routine, and it's like, what do you mean you have a bedtime routine? Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So it's just, you know, it it you just get used to it, and everybody realizes that you're not going to take their comments, and they stop saying them,
0: right. Or you just really stop hearing them. <laughs> well, you stop hearing that. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, well, guys, again, that's uh, if you want to submit your "Am I a Momster?" It's at Betches Moms or Moms at All right, guys, we
1: are going to move on to no mom guilt. And uh, if you don't know by now, our no mom guilt segment is all about embracing the mom guilt that we do have. And sometimes it's something that we understand we shouldn't feel guilty for it or that we need some help not feeling guilty for it. But either way, we need to talk about it because it's all normal and we shouldn't have mom guilt because these are just things that everybody deals with. So Aileen, you have
0: a no mom guilt today for us. What's one I feel guilty for, Brittany? Everything. Um, everything. Mine is like, honestly, I. it's hard for me. I don't remember like all of the no mom guilts that I've shared because I feel it all the time. It's like, <laughs> I try really hard not to. to remember. Like this segment actually helps me get like get through whatever I'm feeling in Mm -hmm. real time because like whenever I feel a certain way guilty or not like you know that feeling you're not doing enough I'm like okay if I were to say this on the show or if I were to hear somebody else say this to me like what would what would Brittany say back to me or what would I say back to me about it and it does help me get through that in real time like I was so I can share one example which is that like, I feel that, you know, my anxieties or my like underlining anxiety, and it's definitely gotten worse since having a kid, so much worse, but it makes sense because the stakes are higher, whatever, I'm working through it. Um, (laughs) And I, I have guilt that my anxiety, like or my inability to deal with my anxiety or put it aside changes the experience that my kid is having. And so the example is with foods and solids. Like I am still so nervous around feeding her solids. Like I still watch her mouth as she chews the teething crackers (laughs) and even the crackers. And And in that moment, I'm feeling like, Like, this is my fear, not her fear. This is my fear. And she is not able, she's not experiencing certain things because of me. And that is, it's a very loaded feeling because, and the way that I deal with it is I say, like, like it is what it is. <laughs> like she's gonna, she's gonna figure it out. Like I right. am working, I'm doing what I can to work on my anxiety. There's, there's no reason to put extra pressure on that. Like to put a lid on this pressure cooker. Like right. it's, it's, I under, I am slowly introducing her food. Her pace is my pace. And that just is the situation because I'm her mom. Right. And it just is like, that just is the situation. And like, as long as it's not like, like so bad and I'm not like having Mm -hmm. panic attacks and she's feeling them. Only happened once. Um, (laughs) um, Then I feel my personal, my, I mean, maybe people listening gonna be like, no, Aileen, you need you need help. But like my, my feeling is that, you know, we all deal with our own shit. And like, as long as you're actively trying to, to heal it, then, and you're not really like layering it on the kid. Like mm-hmm. anytime I feel something, I like walk away. So, or I just try to be like very calm and present. Um, but yeah, that's my guilt <laughs> that I'm trying to alleviate. Please tell me I'm, how I'm, if, if you felt the same. <laughs>
1: I definitely felt the same, and I think that a lot of people listening probably felt the same. And especially, just in general, the anxieties that come with being a new mom—you can't, you can't get rid of all those anxieties at once. You're working through them step by step, like you're saying, and that's the best you could do. And that's, and you're doing that for her, so you can't say that your, your, you know, your anxiety is working against her because that's not the truth. You're mm-hmm. trying to reverse this for her, and I could totally sympathize with that. But like in terms of like her not experiencing things because of you, I think that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself that like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like you – Yeah. She's experiencing food for the first time. She has her entire life to try food. She's know. eight months old. Like I, know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. experiencing a lot of things. I know, and that's what I, I remind myself. <laughs> like she's like – Every time she eats applesauce, it's a new experience for her because – her, she's changed it. Like, think about how much she's changed since the first time she's tried applesauce. You're right. Like, she's probably experiencing that texture, like, so differently every single time. So, like, yeah. focus on the positives of, like, what you're giving her and, like, you've even tried, like, with her grabbing the spoon and, you know, you're trying yeah. new things with her. Maybe it's not around, like, m- like, a wider range of solid foods, but you're doing it in other ways And I think just like you need to focus on those things and you will get to a point where you feel comfortable, more comfortable with food. I mean, listen, I'm at a point where Oliver's three and a half and I'm still not fully comfortable with food around him. And it's just, you don't, it doesn't go away and it's very normal. Like you're, this is your life living outside your body. It's literally like your heart living outside your body. So no matter what they do, you're going to have anxiety over it. And this is just one piece of it. And you're don't put that pressure on yourself that like you're taking something away from her because you're not. You're doing everything for her.
0: I appreciate it. I I, I try to remind myself of that. And I also like the other thing that I try to remind myself is is, like it's not that serious. Like it is – it's like important like but it's not that serious. Like the things that are serious are things like Am I not, like, if she's having issues with her GI, like, am I taking her to the appropriate doctor and making sure that things are, like you know, like, looked at? But, right. like, this, I'm doing some, I'm doing as much, I'm doing my best, and that is you as are. much as I can give.
1: This is brand new for you.
0: This oh, Right, right. You've never done this before. <laughs> the other thing that I start <laughs> to feel guilty for, though, Brittany, and I hope that this doesn't give other people anxiety, but I feel guilty for being an anxious person. You know? Welcome to the club. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel that like that's ugh, like why? 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 Yeah. But at the same time, I know that's also slightly irrational. Yeah. And you know, you, there's a range of things that you could be or not be. And to focus on the positives that you are and what you do give. And that again is the way that I come back from that. Um, I just, I feel like, don't you feel like the moms or like our generation is just more anxious in general. And especially like I, I had this, uh, a psychiatrist that we talked all about um, anxiety or I don't know if her episode will have aired by now when this one comes out, but on diets are tomorrow. And she was saying that like our generation, especially after the pandemic is way more anxious. And, like, having a kid during this time. End of sentence.
1: I mean, <laughs> That's it's That's the just, end, period. It's like you put… But, like, you you just said it. Like, we just went through a pandemic and you had a baby and you, like, yeah, duh. No, like, I mean. of course you're going to have anxiety. Like, it's a perfect… And, like, will
0: my baby hairs ever anxiety? grow back? <laughs> I mean, I honestly… Literally, like, I can't. I like, I'm in every interview just smoothing them down, like, as if,
1: like… It's I don't so even bad. know. It's I saw so a bad. trick <laughs> with um. I saw a trick where you could take like clear mascara.
0: Yes, yes, i've I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that. Like at, right now, it's actually not so bad, but the next day, it's it's taming. Oh, should I get carrot in again? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the mind um, of a mom. <laughs> Literally, oh my god. Um. All right. Do you think that's a good place to end it? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think this is definitely something to work through together. Um, yes. You know, we're only learning these things together, and we're only learning how to navigate parenthood and anxiety together. And you know,
0: we're just <laughs> doing our best. Just out all there. of the things. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. And you guys all listening, yeah. you're doing your best too. And you are. Big hugs. So. That is it for this episode of the Betcha's Moms podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, follow us on Apple, Spotify, and follow Betcha's Moms on Instagram. Please, you guys have left us the nicest reviews. We read them It's so nice To see That you love the show Keep doing it It makes a huge difference Brittany and I Are not the only ones Putting on this show We have a whole team They're not Not everybody's a a mom But we're all Betcha's moms So please Leave us a review It makes a huge difference To see that feedback And um, We love it So thank you. you And 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 guys Remember There are no rules On this podcast I'm not like a regular mom